joy to be back here in, in Port City. I love this church and love the heart of the people and especially love your pastors, uh, you know, James and Michelle. They've just been just um, amazingly authentic and genuine and uh, amazingly um, just passionate for God. And I love that. There's the, 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 uh, it's the simplest being lovers of God and deliverers of men. want to see the gospel advanced. And I love that about Pastor James and Michelle. Just have a heart for the gospel, have a heart for the kingdom. And um, I'm excited about uh, what God's put upon my heart to share this morning. And I had a fantastic day with the ladies yesterday. It was amazing. And just, uh, you know, ladies know how to put things on first class. I mean, and it was like beautiful food. Whoever helped with the baking of the, um, uh, of the cupcakes, the carrot cakes, the mud cake, you know, the velvet chocolate cake, my, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was tasting good. My hips don't like you, but my lips were just really happy about it. <laughs> and um, it was just a, a great, great time. Thank you, Jesus. Hello. Is that Les over there? God bless you, Les. I'm going to embarrass you. Stand up, Les. <laughs> it was, not, was Noel able to come with you this morning? Okay, tonight. Okay. This guy's a great servant from the church in Charters Towers and... Um, and I've just been, I was just up there, you know, a few days ago and um, just serving in the church, just working alongside the pastors. He knows everything about technology. He knows everything about it, <laughs> but a great heart for God. So um, I said, I said, because uh, Les has moved down here for work and his wife will be joining him. I said, I know the best, most great, greatest church. <laughs> so I'm glad you believe me, Les. That's awesome. <laughs> But um, I'm excited about what God's put upon my heart today. And, uh, and so, um, hallelujah. Amen. I'd like you to open your Bibles this morning. And um, I'm just going to check with Pastor what time Children's Church gets out. Right. Thank you, Doug. And uh, I'm excited about the season we're in. I'm excited about the word God's put upon my heart. Because um, prophetically, the Hebrew calendar year, which kicks over in September, ushers in the 70th Jubilee from when Joshua took the promised land. And 70 is an incredibly prophetic number in, in the kingdom. And uh, we're coming into a, an amazing season. And God is a God of times and seasons. We know prophetically um, about the lunar eclipses and the solar eclipses all happening on feast days. And, and, um, and I was... Uh, I was telling, um, talking to Pastor James about the fact that the star of Bethlehem that was seen 2,000 years ago has again been seen. It's actually created by two unusual lineups of planets that, that shine in a way that, that, um, that star of David. And it hasn't been seen for 2,000 years. It's a very unusual planetary lineup. We know that there's an amazing time of God ushering in seasons. And, and so um, when I was waiting upon the Lord and, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit really prompted me even to, to share this morning that, that, that between now and September, right through to the end of the year, God is ushering in a season of amazing grace to, um, to uh, usher in then five years of amazing grace. And so we're on the very uh, verge of something, a new season in God. And, you know, the Bible says that, um, that though darkness covers the earth and gross darkness the minds of people, my church will arise and shine with the goodness, the glory of God. Amen. The backdrop of people being affected by, by the, the times and seasons. God's got a people that have been, that have been blessed and being 
covered because of his love and his goodness. We're meant to cause people to desire to know the God we serve. Amen. And so the ways of the wise wind upward, the, the economy of God will always be an economy of blessing. We are not dependent on the economy of the world. Amen. And so it's an incredible season God's bringing us into. And so I want you to know that you're on the tipping point. You're on the tipping point. And, uh, and that's a, a very interesting term. And, and interestingly, the jubilee phenomena, the jubilee in the land of um, Israel, every 50 years was a jubilee year. And on that year, uh, debts were cancelled. People that had been indentured as slaves to pay off debt, slaves were all set free. People's inheritances were released. The land was uh, 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 allowed to rest and, and God gave them double uh, in, the, in the crops so that they could have this amazing season of rest and, and celebration of God's goodness. And, uh, and so we're coming into the jubilee of all jubilees. And interesting, in a, in a town called Alabama in America, there's what, you can Google it, you can look up on Prophet Google. <laughs> but uh, on, uh, on Google, there's what's called the jubilee phenomenon. They actually call it that. And it's a town, a place called in Alabama where um, between June and September, the estuaries, the rivers, the waterways, the water just heats up a couple of degrees. But it's just enough to cause the fish to come to the surface looking for more oxygenated water. The crabs begin to crawl out of the streams. They had, they had uh, stories of, of guys with pickup trucks with the half full at the back just with crabs, just as they were just there picking them up. And what happens in that town is the people have called it Jubilee. Uh, not necessarily Christians, but they, they, when they, and they go and they tell everybody, it's Jubilee, it's Jubilee, and everyone gets their buckets, their nets, and you can just skim the fish off the surface because they're coming up looking for oxygen. And I want you to know, we're coming into a time when the harvest of God, where people are seeking life, amen, where it's going, the harvest is ready, amen, and the Jubilee phenomenon is even, spo- uh, even spoken about in the natural but often God gives you a natural picture of what God wants to do in the spiritual. And so when I was uh, just um, praying about today, I felt the Lord say to encourage you that in the timing of God, you're at the tipping point. You're at the tipping point. And a tipping point, it's actually used in a business uh, you know, phrase to describe some um, area of marketing. But a tipping point is when a small but targeted effort can cause an explosion of great change in circumstances or in a situation. A tipping point, the tipping point is when a small but targeted effort can cause an explosion of great change in circumstances or situations. And so um, I want us to turn to um, the book of Kings, the book of Kings, 2 Kings chapter 13. We're at the tipping point. God's bringing us into alignment. There has been a timing. People have been waiting to see breakthrough. And we're at the tipping point. And in 2 Kings chapter 13, it says this. And uh, 2 Kings 13 verse 14, it says, Elisha, who had become sick um, of an illness of which he would die, and Joash, the king of Israel, he needed a breakthrough, and he knew that only God could help him. And he says to the prophet Elisha, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of God, and the, uh, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. 
And Elisha said, take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself for himself a bow and some arrows. Then he put, um, and, and then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. As he put his hand on the bow, Elisha's hand came over the king's hand. And he said, open the window. And he opened the window and then he said, shoot the arrow. And he shot the arrow. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of the Lord's breakthrough from Syria. It was a big enemy they had. For you will strike the Syrians at Aphek until you destroy them. Then he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said, strike the ground. So he struck the ground and then he stopped. The man of God was angry and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. And, uh, and now you'll only, only get a partial breakthrough. And um, so striking the ground is a picture of continuing, uh, continuing to fire the arrows. The arrows as they were fired would strike the ground as they were, as they were being fired. And, um, and so it's a picture here. As I was reading that, there was only a difference. It wasn't a big difference. It's a picture of prayer, to keep praying, to keep believing God. You're at the tipping point. Don't give up. Hallelujah. That as they, as they struck, the, he struck the ground, he, he, he prayed to this degree, and then he stopped. And then he stopped. And sometimes we don't actually lose faith in God, but we lose faith in prayer. That is God answering my prayer. And I'm here to encourage you that you're on at the tipping point. And five or six times was what I was supposed to do. Is not a lot of difference between two or three times. And maybe you come and you've prayed and you've, you've prayed and you think, oh, I don't know if I can pray anymore. I don't know if it's even making any difference. And God says, yes, it is. James 5, 16, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman makes much power available. God's got you at the tipping point and don't stop now. Whatever's caused you to stop, whatever discouragement stop, start to stop you, I want you to know it's only a couple more times. You know, it's not praying for another 20 years. It's not, you know, another 40-day fast necessarily. But God wants you to know it's just, you're just at the tipping point. You're just at the tipping point. Five and six times is not a lot more. And between now and September, it's not a lot of time to just hang on, to keep believing God, to stay fervent, to stay passionate and say, I'm believing God for my family. I'm believing God for my loved ones. I'm not going to stop praying. He stopped. And for some of us, it's like, I, I, I love you, Jesus. I know I'm saved. But I don't think prayer's making any difference. You see, the enemy wants to shut down the very thing that's going to bring the breakthrough. He just stopped. And uh, I'm here to tell you, don't draw back. Because you're on the tipping point. You're on the verge. And the tipping point is when the season you've been in, it seems like arduously pushing uphill. Will this make a difference? And my prayer's being heard and I seem to be pushing through. But when you get to the tipping point, the very thing that has been working against you now works for you. Hallelujah. And everything shifts in favor. There's a shift. Hallelujah. There's a shift. Turn to someone and say, there's a shift. There's a shift. Tell them you're on the tipping point. You're on the tipping point. Hallelujah. I want to read another scripture today. And uh, it's, in, it's, it's in Second Kings, and here we see a very godly king, Hezekiah, has, a, um, has, has been in revival, and the Lord was giving him great victory. And then this enemy king, it's in Second Kings chapter um, 18 and 19, I'm certainly not going to read all of it, 
But uh, the king, here we see the king of Assyria comes up against uh, Hezekiah. And um, he begins to uh, threaten because he's already taken Samaria and now he's coming after Judah. And so as he's, uh, as he's coming to besiege Judah and, um, and they, they face this enemy. And so, uh, and so they're, 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 they're being uh, a little bit overwhelmed by this because he's, he uses psychological warfare. He has his governor called Rabshakai. And with a loud voice, he just re- releases this propaganda. Who have you ever seen anybody beat this problem? Nobody can take you out of my hand. I'm, I'm a mighty king and I've done all this and blah, 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 blah. Have you ever see, seen anyone beat that sickness? Um, you've always been poor. You're, you'll, never get, you'll never break through. Blah, 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 blah. Because the enemy wants to browbeat you. Because if he can stop you from praying, if he can shut down your faith, and, and, uh, and so here he is, and the people of God were told, don't answer him. Don't get in that arena. Don't begin to uh, listen to that psychological warfare. Don't, don't answer him, they were told. And so they went to the prophet, and in Second Kings chapter 19, they say to him, Thus says Hezekiah, this is a day of trouble, of rebuke, of, of tribulation, of mocking. The enemy's mocking us. For children have come to the birth and there's no strength to bring them forth. And I believe that sometimes when, you, when you've gone as far as you can go, that's not a time to stop. I remember when my eldest sister, when we were younger, she was having her third child um, and uh, she had been quite unwell. With uh, She'd had a bad chest infection and she'd had a lot of asthma and, and she had not been well. And the doctors were very concerned and they said, we're not sure if, she's, if she can survive the delivery, if she's well enough to deliver this baby. So they put her on a drip to slow down any labor pains and they began to pump her with um, antibiotics and medicine and all that sort of stuff and to strengthen her so she could give birth. And it's like the children have come to the birth. Family breakthroughs are there. We're on the tipping point. And sometimes it feels like there's, there's no strength to deliver. I've gone as far as I can go. But as they prayed, the Bible says there that they took that to the Lord and uh, prayed and the enemy departed. He came again and he started again, blah, 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 blah. You'll never beat this. You know, look at how many people I've taken out through that illness. You'll never survive, blah, 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 blah. And the people took the threats and the lies of the enemy into the house of God. And they prayed again. Sometimes you have to pray more than one time. Sometimes you have to stand. And when you've gone as far as you can go, I believe that God's about to release a second wind. Just like a runner that hits a wall. Some people here and you've hit a wall. It's like I've prayed as much as I can. I've, I've, I've cried out to God and he's saying, you're just on the tipping point. Cast not away your confidence. You're about to break through. You're about to give birth. There's a whole lot of breakthrough that's about to come forth. I know when my little granddaughter was diagnosed with, uh, you know, after three, three weeks after she was born, the doctors uh, had done all the tests and she got diagnosed with uh, cystic fibrosis. My son rang up crying. We went to the doctor's. We, uh, Kelly's parents and, and Jeff and I, and to, to hear about all this uh, terrible illness that was going to come and how we would have to support them through a long, long life journey with this condition. And, 
And I remember being a Christian and as a Christian, as I sat there in the doctor's office with, um, you know, Kelly's parents are not, uh, don't know the Lord yet and uh, she's a pre-Christian. So, um, uh, so I'm trying to act responsible as the doctor's telling us all this. And I said, well, doctor, if we keep her warm, if we keep people away from her that have infection, if we get her um, swimming lessons, if we take her to the beach off and we expose her to healthy things. And he eyeballed me and he said, this is a chronic disease. She will get sick. And it was like, it was like, just like a knife in my heart. And, and I know that um, it just seemed like an insurmountable enemy. It just seemed like, no, no, this is a nightmare. This, is, this can't be happening to us. And, but I, my two daughters are Christians, so I, I said, come on, Peter, come on, Madeline, two daughters. I said, um, we're in for the fight of our life. The enemy's not going to put this on my granddaughter. We're in for the fight of our life. We're in for the long haul. And her name's Ruby, the little baby. And, and uh, so every Tuesday, we called it Ruby Tuesday, because we would fast and pray. We would fast and pray. And, you know, you don't know, you don't know um, how, how much it's going to take. You don't know. And sometimes when you feel like I've just prayed as long as I can go, what, what more will it take? And, you know, it was several months later <coughs> when I was in um, the Sunshine Coast. That, um, this was about eight months later, seven and a half months later. And uh, my son rings up and he said, Mom, they used to have to go every month for tests and to monitor how she's going and to um, and just prepare her. She was uh, having physiotherapy from three weeks to just prepare her that this was going to be a part of her daily routine. And, um, and Lawrence, my son, rings up and he's, and, and he's just um, um, absolutely so excited. He said, Mom, we've just went for our regular monthly um, ordeal of tests and everything up at the hospital. And the doctor said, um, you know, we've got, an, you know, we've got a report back that we've only ever seen one other case, incredibly rare. But the, the CF that she has, um, there'll, be no, there'll be no lung problems. There'll be no shortage of life. She may be prone to sinus. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Glory to God. I didn't know a week before that I was at the tipping point. Hallelujah. I didn't know that just a few days before I was at the tipping point. Glory to God. Only five or six, not a lot more. And many of you are at the tipping point. And it's like you, you feel like you've hit the wall, gone as far as you can go. Get ready for God's about to pour out. Hallelujah. Let's turn to, um, uh, oh, well, I want to just finish here. Children have come to the birth. Family breakthroughs in the house today. Marriages, loved ones, whatever that need is, praise God, there is breakthrough in the heavenlies. Amen. And so what happened was as they prayed again, it says there in verse 20 of 2 Kings 19, thus says the Lord God, because you have prayed to me, because you have prayed to me, because you have prayed, hallelujah, I have heard your prayers, glory to God. And God's saying, I am the God who answers prayer. You do have the ear of your God. It might be just five or six instead of two or three more times. It's not going to take a lot. Give someone a high five and tell them you're on the tipping point. <coughs> and he says, he basically says, out of my way, out of my way, uh, God says. He says, uh, and he starts to prophetically speak to the enemy. And he said, uh, basically, he says, I know your name, I know your address, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> be afraid, be very afraid. 
In the morning, when they woke up, there was 185 dead Syrians scattered and they didn't lift a natural weapon. Prayer. God wants you to know, I'm here and I answer prayer. I'm the God who answers prayer. Turn with me to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, cast not away your confidence. This is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The Bible says that when Jesus went to Nazareth, he could do no miracles there because of their unbelief. Jesus does not have jurisdiction where there's unbelief in our hearts. So we need to have a heart that says, God, I believe you. Help my, help my unbelief. Help me where I've struggled to believe. Hallelujah. Because we're at the tipping point. There are breakthroughs. There are, there are miracles that God wants to release. And it's just around the corner. But if we stop, if we let go, and we say, he's not answering my prayer. If the confession of our mouth is, well, it, I guess it's just not going to happen to me. I guess it's just... Uh, you know, it's just same old, same old. It'll never change. What happens is we start, stop agreeing with faith. We stop agreeing with the goodness of God. And we are snared with the words of our mouth. The life and death are in the power of our tongue. And you can tell, I can tell, my own language, whether I'm in faith or not. Because real faith only agrees with God's promises. Amen. We cannot have the luxury of a pity party. We cannot have the luxury after praying and believing to have a pity party and say, well, God, you're not fair. You're not answering my prayer. I don't. We can't afford that because we just negate our prayers. And I've been praying with um, a certain person and they've been waiting a while for a breakthrough. And, it, and, and the discouragement has tried to come around. And I've said, look, let me pray. All I need you to do is don't say a negative word. Don't cancel out our prayers. If you've gone as far as you can go, I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on believing. But while I'm going to the throne room of grace, I can't afford for you to speak negatively. I can't afford for you to say it's not fair and God's a mean God. You cannot say that because he's a good God and he's looking for faith. He says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the whole earth, searching for hearts that are really looking to him. Amen? Because faith moves mountains. Faith accesses heaven. And God says... Today, I am the God who answers prayer, hallelujah. And there was an incredible breakthrough because they kept praying, because they didn't give up. Turn with me to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. We do not know when the breakthrough is going to come. And I want you to know, God's speaking to me and he says, it's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. Acts chapter 4. We're reading in verse 27. It says, look now upon the threats of the enemy, the opposition we're facing. <clears throat> and we pray that with all boldness, we can speak your word. Stretch out your hand to heal, that signs, wonders, and miracles may be done in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they prayed, and the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. 
They'd already been filled with the Holy Spirit. There was a fresh baptism of power. There was a fresh baptism of boldness. There was a fresh wind of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And God spoke to me and he said, I'm releasing a fresh mantle of prayer. Hallelujah. To usher in the wind, this wind of the Spirit. God's baptizing this church with power, authority, and boldness. There's a second wind, glory to God. You're about to hit your second wind, glory to God. You're about to know that the pains that worked against you, the struggles that worked against you will now be used to birth and bring forth the promises, the blessings, the answers to prayer. Do not give up on the brink of a miracle. It's not time to stop praying. It's not time to, to, to have a pity party. It's not time to let discouragement and that giant block you or mock you or stop you. Get ready to receive because the Spirit of God said, I'm about to shake this place with a fresh wind of strength, strength of prayer, strength of boldness to come boldly to the throne room of grace. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture in Second Peter. Second, reading the Bible, a few scriptures here this morning, but Second Peter, Second Peter, because it's with faith and patience we inherit the promises. With faith and patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that we may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Patience, patience. You know, um, waiting. Sorts out, you know, motives in our heart. Sorts out motives. And uh, God, wants to know, God wants to know, you know, if we're prepared to wait. And, uh, but we can, we can get good at waiting in line and tapping our foot and, and not, um, and not uh, grumbling. But the Bible says in Second Peter that as we're waiting, verse 4, it says, By which... We have been given, that has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Through these you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also to this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed of his old, old sins. God expects us to grow. Amen? While we're waiting on God to move into our situation, to move mountains, to answer prayer, sometimes we can get good at waiting in line. But I want you to know, those who grow and add these things will wait in a much shorter line, hallelujah, because God's wanting us to grow and to grow up so he can pour out those blessings, so he can give us what we're praying for, that we won't be, as soon as he answers our prayer, just you know, check out of the house of God because we've got what we wanted. We've come, you know, God's given us a blessing. But that character development is what God's been spreading our deliverance over. Amen? So that we would be people who align ourselves with the house of God. David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper than the house of God, in the house of God, than to dwell in the tents of the world. David didn't know when he was at Ziglag, he was at the tipping point. You don't know when you're at the tipping point. But the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said, I'm about to baptize this church with a mantle of prayer and fire and power of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to know what it is like a runner to get that second wind, to receive the breakthroughs, to receive the blessing. You're at the tipping point, glory to God. The last scripture I want to refer to is in Revelation chapter 8, where it speaks about the prayer bowls that are in heaven. 
And it says that the prayer bowls are being filled up. It says these are the prayers of the saints. Your prayers matter. Your prayers make a difference. Your prayers change things. Amen? And we have to be very careful because the Greek culture is what rose up between the Old and New Testaments, the 400 years of silence. We had the rise of Aristotle, Plato, you know, um, Einstein, where elevation of natural thinking arose and brains born and beauty was elevated. And, and, uh, and it was like, <laughs> you're just, just going to believe? You're just going to have faith? Yeah, right. Well, you know, get, get with the real world. And so the, the natural mind will try and elevate itself against the knowledge of God, the knowledge of faith. And uh, the, 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 the God who answers prayer is in your midst. And prayer moves mountains. And he's heard your prayer. And even that, that where you felt like, is my, are my prayers even availing much? You're at the tipping point. You're at that place where God is about to. It says the prayer bowls are being filled up filled up and they're mixed with fire upon from the altar and they're cast upon the earth and there's lightning and there's thunder and there's earthquakes and blasts of his power coming into situations and, and things are turning around. I want you to know that little that little granddaughter, my gosh, she has she is just so so um, fit and amazing. I mean she she's just turned five but when she was four you know, she was swimming in the pool and, and, and she'd grab a hold of my son's neck when they were in the pool and he'd say, take a breath, Ruby. And then he'd dive to the bottom of the pool and then I'd see her come up spluttering and then she'd try and get to the other side and, and I'd, I'd be saying, Lawrence, she's only little, don't do that. And he says, mum, be quiet. <laughs> right now she hasn't got any fear in her life. I don't want you to put it in there. <laughs> I couldn't look. <laughs> she comes up with she is so healthy. God not only answered my prayers, but the double portion granddaughter, come forth. Hallelujah. God's going to give you double for your trouble. There are answers to prayer. Children are ready. Families birthing. God's going to birth miracles. The prayer bowls are at the tipping point. God's a God who answers prayer. Amen. But there's some here and it's like you've hit a wall. Hit a wall. Gone as far as I can go. I feel like, you know, I... You know, I, I can't believe anymore. I want you to know God's about to strengthen your faith. He's about to strengthen your heart. He's about to baptize you with a fresh mantle of prayer, power, boldness to come into the throne room of grace. Get ready to receive. Amen. I want the musicians to come. Can we just stand right now? Hallelujah. You're at the tipping point. You're at the tipping point. It's important. It's important that we stay in the house of God. You know, David at Ziglag had no idea that he was at the tipping point. Everything was about to shift. We're about to come into a whole season of great favor, of a jubilee, of a celebration of of tremendous prosperity and blessing, family change, family revival, family salvation, You know, it says in the book of Galatians, Galatians, you were running well. What tripped you up? This morning, there was a a race. Hello, there was a run. You're about to find that the, the the last little burst to cross the finish line of prayers being answered, that second wind, hallelujah. Right now, with before I go any further, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today, 
and you've been invited by a friend or you've been coming and, and maybe you've even gone to church. But you know, good people need a saviour. We've all come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. If you've got angry one time, if you've told a little white lie, it's sin. And sin cannot enter heaven. The only thing that washes away sin is the substitutional, perfect blood of Jesus who gives you a clean slate, who gives you his right standing with God and he gives you the power to become a son or a daughter of God. John 1.12. That's his words, not mine. And he says, as many as received him. And today, if you've never received him, what does that mean? That means to ask him into your heart because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, the hope of heaven. And today, you might have, as I did, went to church as a little girl, went through the uh, rituals of religion, but I never met a living saviour. Until much later, and someone told me that Jesus would come into my heart. That it's scripturally called a born-again experience. And if you would like to be born again, all I'm going to ask you to do is to slip up your hand till I see it, that I'm going to get you to put it down. And that's all I'm going to ask you to do. And as I look across, Jesus hung on a cross naked for you. And all he's asking us to do is just to respond. He, he respects your free will. If that's you today. I want you just to slip up your hand. I'm not going to prolong this, but I don't want to miss anyone. I want you just to keep it up till I see it, then I'm going to ask you to put it down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, everyone looking this way, I want you just to lift your hands because I want to, I want to pray that fresh baptism of power. There's a mantle of prayer that's going to come over every single person in this place. God is going to cause you to have new, a new strength in your faith, a new strength in your prayer life. And you're going to know that it's only just a few more times. It's not going to take a lot because you're at the tipping point. And even where you've said, Lord, uh, I, I know that there's, a, there's a, new, a new season. Lord, there's a miracle. But God, I just thank you today. And the Lord would say, surely know that I'm strengthening your resolve. And God says, you've put your hand in the hand of the man who stills the waters. And even though you feel like you're sinking, I'm pulling you up. Even as I lifted up Peter to walk in faith, to walk in miracles, to walk in breakthrough. And so the Lord says this day, I'm turning things around. And that which has worked against you is now going to work uh, for you. And you're going to feel the wind of my spirit blowing at your back. So I would say this day, set your sail afresh and catch the wind of my spirit. For I'm pouring out my Holy Spirit. I'm pouring out a fresh wind of my spirit. Times of refreshing, times of revival, times of breakthrough. And you're going to know what it is to pray, believe and receive and come boldly and receive that avalanche of grace to receive the birthing of miracles, the birthing of breakthrough over your families, the birthing of breakthrough in your marriages. And I'll even change hearts in this season. So the Lord says, do not cease to pray. For God says, I am the Lord who answers prayer and I'll answer by fire. And I'm releasing even those prayer bowls to be tipped out, to be poured out, to pour out even grace, grace and favour, grace and favour, grace and favour, says the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 What I'd like you to do is to look at those things that you're believing for. For faith calls those things that be not as though they already are. 
Faith has a voice. Fear has a voice, but faith has a voice. And you and I are created to only listen to one powerful thing at a time. And we're shutting down every, every other channel and the voice of faith and the picture. I want you to ask this question. What will my life look like when that miracle has been fully outworked? What will my son look like? What will my daughter look like? What will my marriage look like? What will my job look like? What will my health look like? What will it feel like to get up in the morning and say, I can't even remember what it's like to have that pain. What will it feel like to see that family member right beside you at church with their hands raised? Father God, Lord, today, with every part of our being, we say, God, we believe you. Lord, what must we do to do the works of God? They asked Jesus. Believe in me. Believe in the one who sent me. Believe that I'm the God who answers prayer. Lord, today we declare we believe in you. We believe in you today. And we say, God, you are the God who answers prayer. And Lord, we receive. We receive, we receive today. We receive today. God says it's now. Now faith is. This is not going to take. I've taken time out of the equation, says the Lord. And I'm releasing a season of suddenlies. Suddenly the Lord appears in his temple. Suddenly there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. But this is a fresh baptism of boldness of faith. Boldness to believe. Boldness to declare. Boldness to receive. That fresh wind. Yes the wind of my spirit and I'm breathing new life into you for I'm the God who's faithful and true and I'm raising you up to new places in me new new signs and wonders and victories you'll see and I'm lifting you up for the arm of God is not too short that he cannot save and I'm reaching down into many waters. I'm reaching into those waters of depression. I'm reach, reach, reaching into those more waters of disappointment. I'm reaching into those waters of discouragement. I'm reaching into those waters of a broken heart. And I'm lifting you up. And I'm seating you in heavenly places with me. So get ready to see that I've ushered in a new day, a new season of favour. And all who see you in your miracle will know the hand of the Lord has done this. All who see you in your grace and blessing will know the hand of the Lord has done this. Put your hand over your heart today. I'm putting in you a new heart of courage. You're going to know that I've strengthened your faith. It'll be easy to believe. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For in the last days there's coming a famine, not of meat or drink, but a famine of being able to hear. The word of God, not a famine of the word, but a hear. But I'm going to cause you to have ears to hear as you read my word, as you read the truth. I'm going to cause your faith to be strengthened and a new heart I'll put within you a heart of courage, a heart of prayer. And even as Daniel prayed, he began to ascend after contending. You're going to know what it is to rise up in resurrection power. For a new heart do I put within you. And I've removed the stony heart, the disappointed heart, the discouraged heart, the heart of fear. You're going to know what it is to walk boldly forth, a double portion 
of anointing around your faith. You're going to receive. And in the next three months, in the next three months, you're going to find a new beginning in many areas of your life. By the end of the year, there are going to be miracles in place that will usher in a divine season of amazing grace. So do not give up on the brink of a miracle. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. Let's just praise the Lord. 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 Give the Lord a high five. Give the Lord a high five. Give someone next to you a high five. We're on the tipping point. Hallelujah. Prayer bowls are being poured out. Anointing. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. A new prayer mantle. A new prayer anointing. A new anointing to break through at the throne room of grace. Your prayers avail much. You are instrumental in change. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise. I want you just to feel like it's like going to be, you know, feel it around your shoulders like a fresh mantle. See, Elisha put his hand over the king's hand. You're going to find the hand of God coming over your prayers. He's going to strengthen your prayers. Those arrows are going to hit the mark. The hand of God is coming over your prayers today. The prayer mantle. David at the tipping point said this, bring me my prayer shawl. And it changed everything because he didn't give up. He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. I want you to take the hand of the person next to you. Lord, today, as we stand in one accord, as we stand in one accord, Lord, you poured out a spirit of prayer in the upper room. And 120 people in an upper room changed the world because they prayed, because they prayed and they were filled. Lord, in Acts chapter 4, you brought a fresh filling, a fresh baptism. God, over this church, they're coming into a fresh baptism of power, fire, and anointing to pray. So we just thank you, Lord. We receive it. We wear it. We thank you for that new heart of courage. And we come into covenant with you like David did. Lord, put a watch over our lips. Let the meditations of our heart and the words we speak be acceptable. Agree with your covenant blessings. Lord, today, we thank you for the heart of David, the mantle of prayer, and the heart of boldness to receive all you have for us. We stand in covenant. And thank you, Lord, that we're going to look to you. Our eyes are upon you. And God, I thank you for the receiving of many miracles, breakthroughs, and blessings. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord a clap. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.